Y'all, what is up? What's up? What's tea, y'all? I had a little song, because y'all know I like to have my little songs in the beginning. The song I was going to sing is Shackles by Mary Mary. <laughs> if you grew up in any kind of church, you know, you knew any Southern church, matter of fact, you knew that when that song came on, you had to stump them feet, honey, like get them shackles off. But I almost started singing that in the beginning, and then I was like, I knew I was going to laugh. And I'm like, that's very heathen-like. Even though I may be a heathen, I don't need to just come into the podcast like that, okay? So, I'm going to skip it, but just just think about it. Y'all, when I was in church, I used to be a praise dancer, too. Let that sink in. I've seen a lot of funny things in my life. Like, I was praise dancer, president of the children and youth my senior year. Did, like, two little, I wouldn't call them sermons, but two little speeches where I had to say the little sermon. I was usher board, like, sung on the choir. I did it all that you possibly could think of. I've seen it all in the church. And that's why I feel certain ways about the church. Because I've seen and done it all, y'all. But, y'all, what is up? As y'all can see, the title of this podcast is Take the Shackles Off. Um, And we're going to be talking about... It's such a heavy topic. And I feel like you can never... First of all... Healing is a journey. I have grown to believe you can never say 100% that you're healed from something. Because through life, we're going to go through things that are we don't know what they are, but we're going to go through things that trigger certain feelings from our past or things that have happened to us. So just when but you know, it's about progression. That's what matters is progression and, you know, just being mindful. All right. So the title, as y'all see, is to take the shackles off. So we're going to be talking about family trauma, generational trauma, childhood trauma. We're going to kind of like touch on that for a second. And like always, I'm not going to sit here and just talk, 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 because, like, me talking to y'all is also me talking to myself, you know, because I'm constantly healing. I never once wanted to come on here or give the impression that I'm fully healed from stuff that I got my life down pat. No, I don't have my life down pat. I don't, I have routines down pat. I'm not perfect, but I have peace. I'm not fully healed from some things, but my mindset is I want to continue to heal from those things. And always remember to give yourself grace. Because like I said, we're going to go through things in the future that are going to trigger, you know, things from the past that you may have thought you mastered all the triggers or you felt all of them or you're like, I'm good on it. Everything has hit me that has hit me. I'm bulletproof. In actuality, we're not. We just learned how to heal and realize, okay, this is a trigger and adapt. 
That's the great part about life. So taking the shackles off. So I'm going to talk about myself, call myself out. Um, But I think a lot of us, especially, and I'm not just trying to say it just happens in the black community, but especially in the black community, a lot of us deal with family trauma, childhood trauma, just uh, generational curses, if you will. Um, And them shits are hard to fucking break. Like I say, this is a hard topic because it's deep. You know what I'm saying? But I'm just going to talk about it briefly. But they are hard things to break. And they come from abuse. A wide range of abuse, too. Mental, emotional, physical, like sexual. Um, So many things fall under each of those categories. Um, And... It took me until I was, golly, until I was around 26. I'm 27 now. So it took me until I was around this age to realize that, okay, girl, you are not okay. (laughs) Like, it took me, it took that long. And I feel like it took a long time. When in actuality, that's not a long time. But it took me to then to be like, Alexis, yeah, you're not okay. You know, like I had so much anger in me due to the things I experienced as a child. And if it was resentment and then it started to turn into anger. And I'm still working on that. And that's why I'm talking about this in a podcast to talk about the things that I'm doing to change, to to heal from that. Because I realized I didn't want to be angry You know, I didn't want to carry this heavy weight around. Like, I started to feel like because those things happened to me, they were my responsibility. It was all on me. It's my responsibility to fix, but it's not my fault at all whatsoever that they happened. So, um, talking about trauma. So, some of the things that have happened to me, this is just me being brief Right, because I want to talk all to y'all, talk your head off, even though y'all say y'all like to hear me talk. But just to be brief, you know, um, growing up as a child, um, at a young age, there was some abuse, more um, sexual abuse. As a younger child, um, and then when those things happen at a young age or any age at all, they shift your vision on things. Everyone's different. So for me, after those certain situations, I became a mute almost. I didn't talk about my feelings. I didn't want to talk about feelings. I didn't really want to express myself. I wasn't, I didn't smile a lot. I was really kind of awkward. I didn't want to come into myself to be my true self. So that's how that affected me. Um, And then you go from there. And I think another thing that I went through that I know a lot of people have went through as well 
is the more emotional mental abuse. So I kind of wrote about it in my blog and, you know, it's just no real secret, <laughs> you know, but as a preteen in the preteen era, my parents went through a divorce, my mom and my stepdad. My mom and my dad were never married. So my mom and my stepdad went through a divorce and finalized, you know, when everything, the dust settled, um, I had to move when my mom and my sisters got to kind of stay with their dad. The reason being was because he didn't adopt me, even though I've known him for my whole life. The court, he, he didn't, he, he didn't legally adopt me. So I couldn't, he couldn't legally get custody of me. And so I moved my mom and she began to be on drugs and all different types of crazy stuff. Prostitution, all different kinds of stuff. Right. And so being separated from my sisters and feeling like the strain of having to make things work. Um, and I was 13, but I felt like I had to overcompensate. I had to hurry up, get a job, get a, get, you know, get a phone so I can contact them, contact my stepdad. I feel like all of that was my responsibility. And I felt like all of that shit was my responsibility until <laughs> probably like when I got pregnant with my son. And it was like everything hit me. And it's like, I have a human being that I'm growing. I have to focus on that. I got to focus on me. You know, I was married at the time. I was like, I got to focus on us. I can't keep feeling like, but you know, okay, so that's something. So with that, I had to move because my mom couldn't take care of me. I moved to my grandparents uh, and my dad was in the area, but I just live with my grandparents. And it's so funny because I moved, so I'm from Atlanta, but I moved to a smaller town in South Carolina. This is like high school. And that was when I really kind of saw, because Atlanta's kind of more diverse, but I really kind of saw like the Southern way of thinking and how fucked up it is. So I was basically programmed and taught that because they did those things for me that I was forever indebted to them. So... Fast forward to me joining the military, I was still kind of in that mindset. So nobody would call me. Nobody came and see me, but I'm still calling. I'm still being told, oh, you didn't call somebody this week. Why? Even though they didn't check on me, they didn't hit me up or anything like that. So, um, it is important to take those shackles off because you don't have to continue to take that. That's a form of abuse, basically. You don't have to continue to take that. And it takes, it is like, you know how we talk about how happiness is a choice, a conscious choice though. It's always conscious. That breaking those shackles is a conscious choice too. It's a, like, you have to think about, like, no, I don't have to do this. Or, no, this way of thinking isn't healthy. You know, going through all of those things, I ended up being a people pleaser. Um, because one thing, you know, I always make good grades. I've always been smart. 
and that was the only thing I got sort of kind of praised for but any mistake let's say I forgot to girl I don't know let's say I forgot to something stupid let's say I forgot to lock the door or something on the way out or something small I never did big things because I wasn't like a troublemaker but those would be chastised to like the fifth power so I I became a people pleaser and it and you know even leaving the home and going to college or going to the military I was still in there trying to thought like I have to achieve this this that and the third and I really all I always say my son was my saving grace because it was a time where you know those things were breaking it was just me here in Colorado and I'm looking like what am I doing all of this for I have no motivation if I'm not doing it for family what am I doing it for because that is what I've been doing most of these things for and it was me having my son in realizing like okay I gotta do it for him but in order to do it for him I gotta do it for me because if I'm not good He's not going to be good. And he deserves the very best. He deserves everything I didn't have and more. Because that's how I feel you should give your kids, you know. I grew up kind of like, oh, when you're 18, you got to find shit to do. You you know, you got to do something. I don't believe in that. Just kicking your children out at 18 for what? What kind of toxic shit is that? So I had to betraying myself and constantly training myself and it takes a lot of walking away sometimes sometimes you know as a mom or a new parent we do get upset sometimes and we're like oh and you kind of want to go to what you heard your parents say or it's been embedded in you so you don't think like dang I'm like my parents or my parents said this excuse me y'all like my parents said this and here I am saying it, you know, so it's important to, to break those shackles. And I think the first step to it, breaking those shackles, I know for me, was setting boundaries. So for me, I was not going to feel like I owed anybody anything because I don't. If someone does something out of the kindness of their heart, you don't owe them shit. You don't owe them a damn thing. And it was me realizing, like, okay, um, I'm not going to go out of my way and contact you and call you when you don't go out your way and contact and call me. I'm not going to go out of my way taking flights to see you for my money when you have not taken a flight to Colorado to see me and I've been here six years. And your excuse is that you don't get on planes. Well, guess what? I'm not going to get on a plane and see you. I'm going to take my ass to Florida and have a fun time, a good vacation, instead of coming home to you to be miserable, to be chastised again, to be, you know, to be downplayed. So I had to set boundaries and boundaries are not easy to set. But they're mandatory. I feel so much lighter on my feet. I know when I feel lighter on my feet, I'm starting to feel better. And I feel so much lighter on my feet 
because of just setting boundaries alone. And you can't, I hate, hate is a strong word. I strongly dislike the phrase, oh, well, you need to respect them because they're your family. Fuck that. Fuck that. You can't help who, what family you're born into. That's just how the car is played out. But you are not supposed to take disrespect because somebody is your family. You're not. And I could cuss a lot about this, but I'm holding back on a lot of cuss words because sometimes cuss words take away from my from the message. And yeah. But if I cuss, I'm gonna cuss. But you don't need to you don't need to do shit for anybody just because they're your motherfucking family. That's a fact. We need to get rid of that narrative. It has such a strong hold on the black community and just communities in general. And it's disgusting. So no. Um, family deserves boundaries too. Whether you, some family you just can't talk to at all. And that is fine. And it is, it's about you. It's not about them. Um, so yeah. And then a lot, because a lot of people underestimate it and they underestimate mom and dad hurt all the time like mama hurt and dad hurt runs so freaking deep and it changes people and for me that hurt it ran deep it popped up in friendships and relationships because I wouldn't let anyone get close to me and I still kind of struggle with letting someone get close to me or allowing someone to love me that actually just wants to be a positive force is difficult for me. And I'm working on it for sure. But that's where those things pop up. And that's when I started therapy and tackling those childhood traumas because I knew I needed to uncover some of those things and call some of those things forward and being like, uh-uh, I rebuke you. You know, or I wouldn't be able to kind of have allowed the positive love and, you know, um, healthy relationships happen. You know, so that's we need. We got to break them shackles and it's not easy and it's not going to be quick. But whenever you're ready for it. It's like get ready and embrace it, the good and the bad. Um, we it's a hot girl summer for a fact, and but it's also a healing girl summer. And part of healing is setting those simple boundaries, you know, kind of calling those past traumas to the forefront and be like, okay, this happened to me and that is so unfortunate, but it's not my fault. It's never my fault. And this will no longer have a hold on me. And that's a fact. That is a fact. So a hot girl summer and a healing girl summer. I want to thank y'all so much for all of the like, Thank you so much for all of the support. Every time I post them, y'all be bringing me to tears. And I'm like hormonal right now anyway. So (laughs) y'all be about to bring me to tears when I just really be speaking my mind. Period. 
and I'm trying to be consistent with the podcast. Like, I got on blue light glasses right now. It's almost 11 o'clock because I'm in this class right now. It's a five-week course, a military course, and we got a lot of paper and presentations. Like, just in the last day and a half, I've done two homeworks and a PowerPoint presentation and reading to do, and I still have another PowerPoint presentation to do. So I've been... Blue light glasses is getting used, girl, because I've been looking at them all day. If you, that's a good tip. If you're constantly looking at a screen and you find your eyes are burning at the end of the day or just feeling tired, like they're about to pop out your skull, y'all, see, I'm y'all, I'm her. Y'all, get y'all some blue light glasses. These things are nice, like, and they protect your eyes and they're like cheap, Target, Walmart, Amazon. I love them. So I hope y'all are doing good. Make sure y'all drinking your water. It's hot outside. So make sure y'all are drinking your water. And I will talk to y'all on the next episode.